What a week nine. We're going to do some week nine recaps and some week 10 prep. And also coming up at the end of this show, week 10 buy lows at Q. Go buy low on Alvin Kamara. Top five running back. You're watching the Fantasy Football Show. Okay, so in the Washington-Buffalo game, Devin Singletary was unleashed. He had 20 carries for 95 yards at a touchdown. And, of course, he had the three catches for 45 yards down below in that receiving category. The guy's ready to rumble. All we needed to do was see that they were going to use him properly. And, boy, are they using him properly. When you get this kind of production, you can expect them to reuse, rinse, and repeat. Rinse and repeat. Devin Singletary, you've just been Smitty approved. Again. And John Brown, decent game. Four catches for 76 yards. You know, buy low if you can. I don't think he's available in waivers. He shouldn't be. He could be. Maybe check your waiver wire. But John Brown is definitely a a, a great wide receiver three moving forward. A lot of people have... High expectations of him every week, and when he disappoints, they they seem to want to write him off as a flex play. He's a darn good flex play the rest of the way. Seven targets, as you see on screen, a team high. So so don't write off my boy, John Brown. But Devin Singletary. Wow. On the other side of the football of this Redskins-Bills games, Adrian Peterson had 18 totes for 108 yards. The guy won't go away. The way they want to run the ball now moving forward in Washington suggests that AP will be flex-worthy the rest of the way. So he should be in your flex role. Even a decent, like if you've had an injured team or you're hit with a ton of buys, running back two moving forward. And Terry McLaurin, not a great game. Four catches, 39 yards. I think he's a good buy low. And in Dynasty, go get this guy. In Dynasty, you won't steal him away from his current owner but because he's been struggling a little bit lately he might be able to be had at a discount even in dynasty not a huge discount but this guy is a potential wide receiver one for the future go get him now reviewing the cardinal san francisco game pettis had one catch for 21 yards in a td i don't know if there's much waiver wire value there but if you need a wide receiver why not Kittle, six receptions, 79 yards and a TD. Welcome back, George Kittle. Emmanuel Sanders, seven receptions, 112 yards and a TD. Nine targets. Look at the target column here on screen. Eight targets for Kittle, nine for Sanders. We're doing well with these pass catchers in San Francisco. Things are going to look up as Garoppolo gets into his groove. Uh, I expect Sanders and Kittle to do well down the stretch. What to make of the Arizona Cardinals offense? Kenyon Drake, 15 carries for 110 yards, 7.3 a pop and the TD. And then, of course, the four catches for 52 yards. A workhorse, a beast. But what running back isn't looking good in this Cardinals offense? DJ is expected to be back for the next game. We don't know what's going to go on. If Drake is available in your league, pick him up. He probably is not, but there's still a small percentage of leagues where people... Didn't know what they were doing entering week nine and left him on waivers. I don't know why. Maybe you're playing with your grandma. Smitty, Smitty, no, you're not here. You're being quick. I'm not sure, but go pick up Drake if he's available. And I wouldn't go buying high on him because that's a cloudy situation. If you own DJ, I feel sorry for you. I'm not sure what to recommend you do other than wait because you're not going to be able to sell high. You won't even be able to sell at fair market value. You're only... 
uh, safeguard is to go get these backups at a good price or not at all and just wait and hope that DJ retains his, his regular role once he returns and he should be returning. But do you trust the Cardinals coaching staff to update us properly? I don't. Andy Isabella, one catch for 88 yards and a TD, one target. I don't know if that's waiver wire gold to you, but I think I'll stay away from the one reception dude for 88 to touch. Welcome back, Carlos Hyde. 160 on 19 carries. He's done really well lately. 8.4 a pop. It looks like Houston does know how to use a running back properly and give a running back, a single running back, a lot of carries. Watson and Hopkins, I have no doubt about these guys bouncing back. Watson only had 201 and two TDs, but he did have 37 yards rushing. I do think Watson will be the number two QB moving forward. Pat Mahomes is my number one. Yeah, I know he's hurt. I don't think it'll hurt him at all. It won't hamper this guy one single bit. Pat Mahomes will return and throw four or five TDs in his first game back. Mark my words. Deshaun Watson will be the number two, the second best QB moving forward. These guys are in a tier of their own. If you own Watson, you own Mahomes, you are going to have an advantage moving forward from weeks 10 on. Duke Johnson, five receptions, 68 yards. Not a bad guy to go grab if for whatever reason he's been dropped. And, and he seems available in a number of leagues that I've looked at. Uh, the receptions are there for him, so he's a pretty decent waiver wire ad. Say goodbye to Gardner Minshew. It was fun. It was entertaining. It was especially entertaining around Halloween. Thank you, Gardner, for everything that you brought to our lives uh, with your style. But I think time is up, young man. Your two INTs. Your uh, reckless behavior in the fourth quarter suggests that this team is going to lean on Foles when he returns and he should be back. Bad timing for Gardner Minshew. But you're paying Foles a ton of money. He threw a TD, then broke his collarbone. I think he's going to get a chance now. This could have been a different story had Minshew tore it up in this game, but he didn't. So welcome back. I think you'll get the keys to the starting lineup upon your return. Raquel Armstead, someone to keep an eye on. Five receptions for 65 yards. DJ Chark, four receptions, 32 yards. Go buy low on DJ Chark if someone's willing to sell him at anywhere close to wide receiver three or flex value. Somebody might. You may like Leonard Fournette. I would sell high if you still can. I worry about him getting hurt. I worry about the ups and downs. I don't think he's the kind of running back that's going to finish in the top five when push comes to shove. We still got half a season left, and I'm selling high if I can on, on Leonard Fournette. And remember, you're selling high, so you're getting a player that you believe to be easily equal to but quietly better. So even if Fournette does continue to play well, you're trading into a player that you'll be fine with even if Fournette does well because your player will do well. That's how you buy low and sell high. You don't trade a Fournette on the high and step into an equal player with the same kind of risk. You are stepping into a lateral player that people... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. 
perceived to be lateral, and this player is going to be better. Carolina Panthers, Tennessee Titans, Derrick Henry, I worry about just like I worry about Leonard Fournette. I worry about injury. I worry about inconsistency. I trade Henry on the high if I can, and his two TDs saved him in this game because he only had three receptions for the 36 yards in the score, but 13 carries for 63 yards. Yes, the TDs you can't take away. His stats are his stats. I understand that, but I was worried about him for much of the game, as were you if you owned him and his TD saved his game. Like in the case of Leonard Fournette, who's telling you to sell low? Not me, I'm saying keep him unless you can sell him high. And you sell him high, you step into another player laterally that people think and perceive to be equal, but yet you feel quietly this player is better. And a worst case scenario, you're gonna wash and you're not gonna be upset if Henry continues to play well. That's again how you buy low and sell high. A.J. Brown with the quiet four receptions for 81 yards. I love this guy's future in Dynasty. Go get him. Christian McCaffrey is the number one fantasy football player. Hands down, if you don't believe this to be true, you are not watching 2019. 24 carries, 146 on the ground, two TDs on the ground, 6.1 yards per carry. And add in the three receptions for 20 yards and one TD. Three TDs. This guy is freaking phenomenal. And I'm ashamed of myself for not having him ranked number one and having him just at three or four heading into the year. I am absolutely, take a lap, Smitty. Take a lap right now. Take a lap, take a lap, take a lap, take a lap. DJ Moore, seven catches for 101. Curtis Samuel, three catches for 64 and a TD. These receivers are doing very well and they're flex worthy easily moving forward. Dalvin Cook kind of disappointing. He got 21 carries, only had 71 yards. That's 3.4 pop. Four receptions for 45 yards. Kind of saved his day, given the PPR production there. But you may have people freaking out a little bit, wondering if the ride is over or if the ride will at least slow down. Take a stab. You may not get him cheap or anything like that, but go try. You never know. Stefan Diggs, one catch for four yards. Stefan Diggs, take a lap. Take a lap, Stefan Diggs. And Thielen? Take a lap. Take a lap, Thielen. Take a lap, both of you. Kirk Cousins had three touchdowns. Neither one of you were involved. What the hell's going on? But buy low on Diggs if you can. People get disappointed so quickly in fantasy football. And if people are losing, they'll do weird things. So take a stab at a trade offer. Don't let somebody else make a move that you wish you did and you didn't even think the other owner would accept it. People accept weird shit when they're losing. Welcome back, Damian Williams. Or is he back? Who knows? Kansas City could definitely botch this moving forward. But you've got to think three carries for McCoy. No other running back had more than one carry. And Damian only had 12. And he ripped off that long run. But 125 and 1, I think it's safe to say he's earned flex value moving forward at the very least. And then we'll see what's what. But Damian Williams has the talent. The talent's been there. It's been a crappy hand that he's been dealt. The injury, the misuse. But Damian Williams has always had that ability. He proved it in the final six games of last year. Averaging over 100 yards a game in his last six games. Scoring 10 total TDs in that six-game span. He was on fire last year. Everything pointed to him doing well in this offense and dominating. Will Casey screw it up? Will he stay healthy? If he gets the work, 
he will do well. Watkins, pretty solid. 7 for 63. Kelsey, quiet but good. And you could probably trade low on Kelsey right now in a major way. 7 catches for 62 yards. No TD. I think Kelsey, like Ertz, like we predicted on the show last night, that Ertz would bounce back and be the guy we know he probably is. I think the same thing will occur here with Kelsey. You trade for him now, you get the Kelsey of old potentially from this week on. Especially with Patty Mahomes coming back next week. Go get Kelsey via trade. Go get Pat Mahomes via trade. Go get both of these guys. You need to shake things up. Go find both of these guys. Put them on your roster and go into the playoffs. Oh, God, the Jets, man, and the, the Dolphins. Lev Bell, 17 carries, 66 yards, but he did have eight receptions for 55 yards. Kind of saved his game, kind of saved maybe his value moving forward. Maybe you can sell high, maybe you can't. I don't really know. I don't know that I trust him fully. His schedule's pretty decent moving forward, but, you know, only his receiving action is saving him at this point. Why is he not delivering? I know why. He's on the Jets. This should have been clear to everybody moving forward. And and, and Robbie Anderson had a matchup that you just don't get every day, and he, he drops two for 33. Robbie Anderson can't be trusted if you can't trust him against the Dolphins. Love Bell is going to be borderline running back one material moving forward. He will sprinkle in elite production once in a while, but he is going to be one of those running backs that teeter-tots between high-end running back one production and and probably running back two production. I I guess what I'm saying is if you own him, try to trade him. If you can't trade him high, don't trade him and just hope that he can deliver and keep doing what he's doing in the receiving game. On the other side of the ball, Fitzmagic did have his three TDs, 288, but then what's going to happen next week? He gets hurt, right? That's the story when it comes to Fitzpatrick. Uh, Preston Wilson, five catches, 72 yards, two TDs. Devontae Parker, four for 57 and one TD. Uh, Williams is looking good. Nine targets. He is the number one wide receiver there. I don't trust Parker. He did score this week. I did say that I, I didn't trust him much going into this game. But he's come and gone a lot in his career. I do not trust him. Preston Williams, on the other hand, is flex-worthy moving forward until further notice. Go get him in your league if he's available. David Montgomery, he had me worried a little bit that things were going to revert back to the way of Nagy because his first half was a little bit scarce, but then what did they do? They fed the guy 14 carries for 40 yards, not great yards per carry, but they finally gave him work in the second half. Two TDs he punched in, and then three receptions for 36 yards. Four targets. I like what they're doing with him at times, and then I get freaking upset when I'm watching and they're they're misusing him. But Montgomery's looking amazing overall when the whistle blows. He is an elite running back. He is what I thought he was too. David Montgomery, Devin Singletary, two of my breakout running backs in 2019, and I've been so disappointed at the way they've been used, the injuries, and finally, finally, we're getting to see both of them get going, and I hope they continue to be unleashed on a weekly basis. Go get them, David Montgomery. David Montgomery, you've just been Smitty approved. You've just been Smitty approved. Again, Jordan Howard had 19 carries for 82 yards at a TD, 4.3 a pop. Time to believe in this guy a little bit. In terms of, you know, uh, running back, maybe low end two, but probably more of a flex type running back moving forward. And Zach Ertz is back. Something Dr. Raj and I talked on a lot in the Week 9 Eve show. So last night, Saturday late night, we go on every Saturday night, Dr. Raj and I, and talk about injuries, bounce back players, sleepers, 
And we both pointed at each other like the Spider-Man meme. We're both going, no, 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 no. I'm telling you, Ertz is bouncing back. He said, no, I'm telling you. We both are just sitting there going, Ertz is back. Ertz is back in a major way. Ertz looked great. Ertz hasn't lost talent. Ertz has been a victim of circumstance, flow of game uh, situation. He's back. Nine catches, 103, one TD. If you bought low, congratulations. 11 targets. Look at the targets on screen here. 11, 5, 8, 3, 8, 1, 11. He's back. He's back, baby. Marlon Mack. I like Marlon Mack moving forward. His value, his draft value is way too high. Now is the time to go after him via trade because you can buy him lower than his draft value. 21 carries, 4.2 a pop. Not amazing, but not bad. 89 yards. He looked good. He had to navigate through a lot of congested holes. So Mac looked good regardless of the yards per carry. I like Mac a lot moving forward. I think Mac could be a running back two, a very good running back two that you can buy at low end running back two value. So go get Mac, especially without T.Y. Hilton. They're going to feed Mac the ball. They're going to use him all over the field. Mac will be a weapon moving forward. And let's hope Brissett is okay. But Hoyer looked pretty damn good. 17 for 26, 168, three TDs. We might be okay if uh, Brissett's out for a few games or whatever, but let's hope Brissett's back, and I really like Mac moving forward. Go get him. Zach Paschal, five catches, 76 yards, and a TD, six targets, most targets on the team. This was my pickup and start of the week. The deep call that could help you win your week if you were in trouble at wide receiver or flex. Pascal looks great moving forward. Pick him up and, and consider using him as your flex play all year long until Hilton comes back at least. On the other side of the football in this game, Jalen Samuels looked erratic. He looked good at moments, fumbled, uh, pretty disappointed in some of his play. Very excited the fact that he got 13 receptions for 73 yards, 13 targets, which is freaking unreal. We knew the volume would be there. That was the case for sure. The volume was there, but 1.3 yards per carry, eight carries, 10 yards. That part was very disappointing. But if Connor and Snell are both out for a significant time, they will lean on him. They're not afraid to use him. Trey Edmonds did have 12 carries for 73 yards. He should be considered a guy you grab this week off the waiver wire if you're in need at the position in very deep leagues. Trey Edmonds could lead the team in carries until Connor comes back. Samuels, 1.3 yards per carry. The fumble, everything could definitely make the Steelers look to use Edmonds a little bit. Samuels stepped on his own, you know what, by not performing in this game. This was his shot. But the fact that he had 13 receptions for 73 yards, if Connor is out next week, he is a good play as a flex because of the receiving action. He had a good game overall even though there was some disappointment given he didn't just like explode juju smith schuster disappointed in a major way three receptions only 16 yards i know you want to pull the plug benching him i wouldn't have a problem with don't cut him the talent's there the situation's horrible i don't know what to tell you on juju moving forward we all miss some i think i'm, I'm hanging on by a thread i think i've hung on too long but uh i'm not ready to cut him by any means but damn i'm disappointed in his week nine effort Josh Jacobs tore it up in week nine, 120 yards, two TDs, 4.3 a pop. Uh, hard not to trust him moving forward as a high-end running back two at a very, very uh, minimum. I have worries about this guy hitting a rookie wall. His biggest college season ever was 641 yards rushing. So a rookie wall could definitely meet him in the coming weeks. But I love the way they use him at times. And then it's frustrating that they don't give him the ball enough. 28 carries was definitely enough for me. Let's see if they continue to feed him moving forward. Hunter, Renfro, 
54 yards, one TD, six receptions. I like it. I like it. He's a decent grab, seven targets if you need a wide receiver. Darren Waller, two receptions, 52 yards. Kind of quiet, but uh, that guy is a top three tight end, top four easily moving forward. Other side of the football, the grown man known as Kenny Galladay growing before your eyes. Four receptions, 132, one TD, seven targets. Marvin Jones, 10 targets, eight receptions, 126, one TD. Uh, Matthew Stafford had a day. 406, three TDs. The guy can be a top five QB during any given week. I think it's safe to say that if you own Stafford and you don't have like a, a total legitimate, like every week starter QB, you need to play Stafford and ride the hot hand. That is named Matthew Stafford moving forward. Nothing of note with the rushing attack, I will note. Russell Wilson doing Russell Wilson things. Five TDs, 378. Uh, one r- rush for 21 yards on the ground. Chris Carson had 16 carries for 105. But these receivers, man, Tyler Lockett, I... Take a lap, t- take a lap. That's for me. Because I've been doubting Tyler Lockett too much uh, each year. And 13 receptions, 18 freaking targets from Russell Wilson. Moving forward, he's a—I mean, he's been a wide receiver one, but he's locked into a wide receiver one, even in my book. Moving forward, uh, how can you not like this guy as your wide receiver one? And he probably isn't even your wide receiver one because you were able to draft him at uh, sneaky value. But 13 receptions, 152, and two TDs. What a man! DK Metcalf six. For 123 and 1, 9 targets, he's become really reliable as your wide receiver 3 or flex play. Hollister, 4 receptions, 37 yards, 2 TDs, 6 targets. I don't know you can count on him uh, moving forward, but you know a guy to keep an eye on if you're in a really deep league and desperate. Philip Lindsay, 9 rushes, not a lot of carries, but 10.2 a pop equates to 92 yards rushing with a TD. Pretty impressive, Philip. I don't know that I trust the workload or the usage, but he definitely has uh, flex value moving forward. Noah Fant, three receptions for a buck 15 and, and one TD. Only four targets, but he did a lot with those targets. Uh, Corlin Sutton, five for 56 and a TD. He's consistent as they come as that like deep wide receiver three or deep flex play. Other side of the football. Dude, I, I want to vomit when I look at the Browns. This Browns offense blows. Baker Mayfield blows. 27 for 42, 273, one TD. Not an awful game, but he looks awful doing it. This offense is disgusting. And I worry about Nick Chubb because of this. Flow of game can take the guy out of the game. 20 carries for 65 yards. Uh, He did have four catches for 26 to kind of salvage a little bit of his week. But he could be taken out at any moment with the flow of game from this BS that they throw out onto the field that they call the Browns offense. Odell, five catches, 87 yards. He, I mean, if you own him, you got to play him. The talent alone will get you a a respectable amount of uh, points, but I just don't know what to expect from week to week with this roster. Jarvis Landry did okay with 651 and one TD, 13 targets. He's the target hog in this offense, but I don't know that I trust anybody on this roster but Nick Chubb. And Nick Chubb, it's not a matter of him busting. It's a matter of him not being able to get the opportunities he needs to get 100 yards at a touchdown. And I worry about him getting hurt. Yes, I still worry about that. Kareem Hunt is a must-own for anybody that owns Nick Chubb right now. 
If you didn't take care of that on draft day, you were warned. He is the kind of running back that could break down. He's aggressive. He's abusive to his own body. He hits defenders when they come to tackle him. There is a really decent chance, not a great chance. You can't predict injury. It's a risky business even trying to predict injury or insinuate injury. But Nick Chubb, I believe, is more likely to get hurt than the average running back. So know that and make sure you check your waiver wire for Kareem Hunt. Enough of the Browns. I'm, I'm done with them for right now. Go buy low on Aaron Rodgers if you can. Bad game. Let's talk about the Chargers side of the football first. Melvin Gordon, two TDs, 80 yards, four yards of carry, 20 carries. I'll take it. But I don't know that I feel very comfortable that I'm going to be fed two TDs a game when I start him. But I do like the fact that he was looking more like his old self. He got involved. They got him the two rushing scores. They punched it in using the Melvin Gordon we've been looking for all year. Eckler, 12 carries, 70 yards. Very good yards per carry, 5.8. And Eckler was uh, active again in the receiving game. Not a lot of yards, but four catches, 23 yards. I love both of them. Eckler is a good flex play. Melvin Gordon's a really decent running back two, at least low-end running back two. Hunter Henry, consistent seven for 84. He's a top five to six tight end, easy moving forward. Some would argue top two. And he always gets hurt, so we could leave you hanging at any moment. Mike Williams was the kind of the story here. Only four targets, though, but he did a lot with those targets. Three receptions for 111 yards. I think people should take away the four targets, though, and worry a little bit about his consistency moving forward. But definitely decent in larger leagues to throw into your wide receiver three or flex spot. Okay, back to the other side of the football. Aaron Rodgers did essentially nothing in the first half. So he had 161 yards and a TD essentially in the second half. And uh, I think people that have a knee-jerk reaction, even to Aaron Jones with eight carries for 30 yards, when the offense just didn't move the football at all in the first half, I think you can take advantage of those owners and grab both A-Rod and Aaron Jones on the cheap via trade. Maybe not dirt cheap, but cheap enough. Uh, where you shouldn't be getting them at the value you're getting them. Same thing for Devontae Adams. Very heavily involved, targeted 11 times, seven receptions for 41 yards, but in the end, the stats weren't there, so his owners might be freaking out a little bit. You could probably get all three of these guys at a discount. Try for it in your league. Week 10 by Loza QB. Go get Mahomes before he is officially back. And some people are going to predict that he's going to start slow, play hurt. It's going to hurt him all year. He's going to be hampered. Don't buy into that. He's Pat Mahomes. Um, He's running around on the field after the victory. He's going to be fine. That knee, it's all about worrying about that, that kneecap popping back out. It's not about anything other than that, or it's not about pain tolerance. It's about they wanted to give it enough time to heal so they they didn't have a chance of that kneecap popping back out of the groove that it sits in on the femur. Um, So go buy low on Mahomes. Go buy low on Watson for people freaking out, thinking he may not be the guy they thought he was moving forward, and go buy low on Rodgers. All three of these QBs are my top three QBs moving forward in that order, and I think they carry you each week if they're on your roster. Go buy low on Alvin Kamara, Aaron Jones, and Marlon Mack. I think these running backs will play way above the value you can get them at right now. Kamara's fresh off his bye. Some might be worried that he's going to be hampered all year with his injury, the same way people are worried about Mahomes moving forward. And the crafty part is, if you own Mahomes or you own Kamara, you're probably losing. So these owners might be apt to make a trade that they shouldn't be making if you can make it enticing. So go after Kamara. Aaron Jones... People that own him feel like they're on a roller coaster ride. Eight carries, nothing. Jamal Williams looks good one week. Then he has uh, Aaron Jones has a huge monster like career game 
and then he disappears. So take advantage. Know you're buying into a guy that has a little bit of an up and down risk, a roller coaster ride potentially waiting for you. But I think he does have top five running back appeal um, every other game and still could get you top 10 running back numbers on the games he's maybe not as on point. Marlon Mack, I believe, will be a very consistent running back moving forward given that T.Y. Hilton is out. And they will lean on Marlon Mack not only in the ground game, but also all over the field as a wide receiver. They're going to lean on Mack as a veteran pass catcher as Hilton heals up, so go get him on the cheap. Go get Hopkins, go get Adams, go get Chark. I think Hopkins you can take advantage of. You won't steal him away, but you will be able to get him at a discount given that he hasn't been playing to the level that he's capable of playing. He's still doing okay. You're not going to steal him away again, but I think you can get him on your roster doing some creative Two for one because the odds are the Hopkins owner is losing and might be willing to just do a move to mix things up. Adams, again, a lot of targets went his way in week nine. And that Green Bay offense didn't get going until halftime. So you're essentially working with one half of stats to look at when you're analyzing how he did on his, his return. I go get him. I go get Rodgers. I go get Aaron Jones. I bank on these Packers moving forward. Chark. I think he's an excellent wide receiver three uh, moving forward, and people are starting to give up on him right now. Go take a stab via trade. Go get Travis Kelsey before his next contest. I think Pat Mahomes will be the answer here in getting Kelsey back to form, or at least very close to form. And and just like Ertz was a, a massive buy low heading into this week, something you would have heard on the Saturday night show with Dr. Raj when we talked about that and we're pointing at each other saying, no, 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 Ertz. He said, I'm saying Ertz. I said, I'm saying Ertz. Kelsey. Kelsey is the next tight end to buy low and uh, he's not going to be rock bottom pricing for you, but you should be able to get him at a ridiculous value given his upside. Go buy Travis Kelsey. That's going to put a wrap on the week nine recaps and the week 10 prep Go get them in week 10. And don't forget to join me every Wednesday night. The time is moved to 9 p.m. Eastern with the time zone change. 9 p.m. Eastern every Wednesday I do my CBS Sports one-hour interview that I do every single Wednesday night. I've done it for 16 years. I'm on the longest-running fantasy football radio show in the world, The Red Zone, on CBS Sports 1580, The Fanatic. And uh, 23 years running this show has gone on. I joined on 16 years ago, and we have been going non-stop longest running radio show in the universe join me every wednesday and join me every sunday morning one hour before kickoff right here on the fantasy football show at youtube.com slash the fantasy football show subscribe like tell your friends let's go top five running back you're watching the fantasy football show